Genre. Also last season on Immunities. How is the farmer? Happy of the company. He says he doesn't talk to his liquor neighbors much, and he always fights with his liquor family when they visit. Really nice guy. But maybe getting a little buggy from being on his own? Well, I guess it's good you paid him a visit then. Maybe Jordan can get the lookers to authorize some car travel so we can make visits to isolated immunes. You doing social work now, sir? It's all one thing, Nikki. Jordan Channing, uh, he's been a marvel at getting the lookers to say yes to things. I think maybe he can talk them into turning the internet back on and maybe save us a lot of trips like this one. Oh, if only. But back to you. Well, the only excitement lately has been a couple of spook citizens. Oh, there's one you might want to talk to you if you have time. Really? What about? She's claiming to have visions where one of her family is normal again. I remember that you wanted people like that to help develop your questionnaire to maybe find a you-know-what. I love it when you take interest in my little projects. I'm sorry, but is that really a good idea? She'll know that Professor Holbrook isn't from around here, and she might put together that we're smuggling her through. And she sounds unstable. She wants to feel like she's doing something, fulfilling some function. Other than spread knowledge of ornithology. That's not something she's doing. That's just something her body is doing. And you don't find any resemblance between the looker Shelley's behavior and that of your real sister? I guess there's some. For me. But for her, it's much more like they're two completely different people. There's a bit of an inconsistency here. If part of your sister, the way she was, colors the actions of the looker version of her... How can that same part also be a separate person trapped inside of her, observing, with no ability to influence her actions? I don't know. What if you were simply lied to? By Shelley? Which one? Maybe there only is one. I miss dancing. I miss soccer. I miss pigging out when the season is done. And I even miss eating healthy when the season is starting. I miss laughing my ass off with my friends. I love you to death, rocks, but I've got an anger toward you that never dies. Because you get to go out and do things that I can't. Nothing new, right? Okay. Let's try to think of something that is new. They're still trying not to talk about their spy. And also about someone looking for the spy. I don't know why they'd have to look for their own spy, but there it is. Oh, and I did get the personal message from Jim. That was great. Having a pen pal is pretty amazing when you only ever talk to one person. Hi, Jim. I'd tell Roxanne to kiss you for me, but I guess you don't see her face to face. Just know that I'm thinking about you. And I hope you keep thinking about me. I also hope hope that you're doing this because you're a strong, sensitive soul who can discern my inner beauty. And not some creepy loser who can't get a real girlfriend. (laughs) Sorry about that, but if you want to know me, you should know the real me. I was waiting for you to get to that part. (laughs) Thank you for letting my message through. I know you didn't have to do that. You better be grateful. I had to fight for that. But I figured morale is a factor. Even for imaginary people? I mean for you. Oh. 
And if our Shelly is a slice of Roxanne, keeping it happy helps her too. And I suppose there's the teeny chance you're right about her. Glad you're admitting the possibility. Man, I wish I could see her in person. Even the looker version of her. Then the real Shelly could see me, and I could maybe try to see her behind the eyes. The eyes that would instantly turn you into a looker. A looker who would immediately betray inner Shelly's secrets to them. Yeah, you're probably right. 99.95% chance. Unless you know something about yourself that I don't. (laughs) Wait. Meaning what? Meaning she keeps reporting about that spy of theirs, and most likely, that spy is an alpha. An alpha who knows about our alpha-beta. And an alpha who would know they could look at a looker safely. And you're accusing me? We were separated during part of that last day at school. You could have been infected, incubated while we were traveling, changed during the night, and been trying to help the Unity defeat the Resistance ever since. Jesus Christ! Then why haven't they picked up Roxanne? I've got her name, her picture, her fucking address. I could have given her up three times over. Why is she walking around free in the Looker territory? You're closely watched. Not that closely. And I see lots of covert and overt stuff that leaves the overlook. I could have planted a secret message in there for a looker to figure out. I've got the skills. I never doubted your skills, just your objective. Then if I'm the spy, what am I waiting for? You've got a scruple, or a doubt, or a caveat. There's something you want, or want to make sure of, before you hand the information over. I want something? I'm an alpha bargaining with the Unity? We've never seen anything like that before. Everyone's different. Even alphas. Even the lookers. Everyone wants something. Well, what an alpha wants more than anything would be to become a looker. But the lookers would already change them if they could. There's no need to lobby for it. It's a baseball and apple pie thing. Everybody loves both, but they don't necessarily agree on which should be prioritized. Maybe you want them to move converting the alphas to the top of the list rather than when we get around to it, which is probably where it is now, given how useful alphas like you have been. I never liked baseball. Not even before you became an alpha? Oh, God. I need a break. I'm getting a sandwich. Uh, Do you want anything? Only my freedom. I'll see if they have any at the commissary. Waters. What? Yes, I was talking to him about it just now. Yes, he knew I was rattling him to test him. I didn't try to hide it. Because it would have been a waste of time. He's a player. No. I didn't get anything definite. He was a little nervous, a little combative, and he also kept a little detached, just like I would have. Maybe you should call him up and have him test me next. See if that works any better. Yeah, fuck you too. Immunities. Episode 2.3. Visitation. Is the recording device working? The display indicates that it is. Then let us begin. This is Governor Brenda Lee commencing a meeting of the State Liaison Board. Members Sylvia Scholl and Jordan Channing present. Mr. Channing, your request is the primary impetus for this meeting. 
So you begin. Thank you, Governor. With the success of our joint operation to transport vulnerable beta-immune citizens into the overlooks, I had ideas for further operations that I think could be just as successful and beneficial to the community. So I saw in your proposal, you would like to move volunteer blind citizens to nearby overlooks, and you would like additional fuel rations so as to arrange visits by immunes to others who live alone. That is correct. I think a small effort there can improve quality of life and the smooth functioning of society. Mrs. Scholl, do you have an opinion on the fuel ration question? I would consider it largely a matter of scarcity and availability, which is beyond my purview. I would, however, point out that we have already offered to make liaison personnel available for such a purpose. Altered liaison personnel. True. What significance does that have? I strongly believe that that supplementing such availability with immune volunteers, people who would best understand the needs of those visited, would be of considerable value. Do you agree with this assessment, Mrs. Scholl? I find it difficult to weigh it against the economic costs, Governor. I would ask the Economic Plan Office to undertake a study into the implications of those costs to make the balance clearer. Would you agree with that recommendation, Mr. Channing? If there is to be a study, I would like to be involved in setting its parameters and have access to the economic data used. And I would suggest we implement the program on a trial basis while the study is conducted. Well, let us leave a decision to one side. Now that views have been aired, pending our discussion of the other matter, the transportation of blind citizens. Do you have an opinion on that proposal, Mrs. Scholl? I cannot agree that this proposal would benefit the individuals in question. The overlook areas already lag behind the rest in the availability of medical services, energy, and food. Further, the movement of the betas, however desirable, has already strained their housing situation. Moving blind citizens out of large towns and city centers and into the overlooks would seem to aggravate all of these problems. I understand your position, Mrs. Scholl. But you must understand that there is a significant, though intangible, value to an unaltered person in living with other unaltered people. I am afraid that I cannot see this intangible value. We agreed to the movement of beta immunes because the deleterious effect on their quality of life was proven, even if the precise extent was debated. Here, you seem to be indicating that contact between altered and unaltered humans is a harm in itself. This goes against the entire mission of liaison and against my experience, both in my work and at home. Mrs. Scholl, you are misrepresenting my position. It is, of course, a welcome fact that some immunes have chosen to live with their altered loved ones. Immunes who you tar with the epithet stayers, which I believe is meant as an insult, indicating that immunes like my daughter are not to be trusted. Excuse me, when exactly have I used that term? I was not referring to you specifically, Mr. Channing. I meant... People like me. Well, having had a desirably frank exchange of views on the subject of Mr. Channing's first proposal, I think perhaps the best thing might be to incorporate aspects of his second, diverting what resources we can spare to enable immune visits to those who might consider themselves isolated, Cited or not, do you both find this acceptable? A very acceptable first step, Governor. 
it seems like an acceptable temporary step pending further study. Well then, thank you both for helping to make this such a successful meeting. Mrs. Cray, wonderful to see you again. Wonderful to see you, Justin. Has there been any word from our contact? No, there has not. I believe that the contact is awaiting our response. <sighs> yeah, I have one drafted, but I hope to have more to go on. I feel like I'm putting a message in a bottle. This kind of asynchronous communication can be very awkward. Of course, to the altered... Anything but the unity is awkward. I'm sorry if my mission reminds you of your isolation. And I am sorry if my remark reminded you of yours. <sighs> yes, well, I guess this is for you, since you're the one who arranges the transmission. But please also tell me what you think. I have no one else to run it past. A sensible measure. I would be glad to. But please, read it to me aloud. Why? Is there something wrong with your vision? No, my eyes function normally. I want to hear the words as you wish to express them, and wish the contact to hear them in their head. That way I can best advise you on your wording, though. As a looker, advising on a communication between two alphas, it would be very much an outsider's perspective. An outsider's perspective would be welcome. Okay, here goes. Contact. I am an alpha assigned to communicate with you. We have taken extraordinary precautions to keep this communication and your response out of the unity so that the outsider can't see it. I'm hoping that these measures will reassure you so that you can communicate more plainly and in more detail in the future. I have included a summary of our progress towards making alteration available to those we cannot currently change, but in order to give you the scientific specifics, I need to be sure that you are not a resistance agent who would use this information against the unity. So for my own assurance, please include in your next communication either the identity of the alpha-beta or more specific reasons why you want the information. The sooner you do this the sooner we can bring you closer to the unity. Good luck. A lot of words for a secret message. I figured I'm here as a communicator to try and reach the contact on their own level. I imagine unadorned logic has already been tried. Yes, indeed. I believe your alpha-to-alpha alpha approach will have more emotional impact than our logic did. But I do not think it will have immediate success. Our contact will have already anticipated this response. Hmm. Do you have a suggestion, then? No. This is a dance with certain moves that must be gone through. Must they? Must we go through all this while you're cooped up down here, 
I'm dragged away from my studio and my husband and the resistance might at any point find the contact or cut off this channel of communication? Indeed, it must. We are building confidence in one another, using the growing volume of communication to judge whether the other is who we thought them to be. And that's a part of all these spy games. It is a part of all human existence, where the unity is absent. Hmm. <laughs> you were right. This whole thing does make me think about my isolation. But I don't want to pity myself. Being you, knowing what the unity is like but having lost it, must be a lot worse. On the contrary, you do have a memory of the unity. It was implanted in your brain by the beta wave. That is why you help us. You want, subconsciously, to regain it and help others to get it. Your position is worse than mine. I have a better prospect of returning, which makes me very curious. About what? Why do you not share the contact's concern about the slow progress towards curing immunity? That is, after all, your only route to relief. I have faith that things are being done in the best way. Perfect faith. Well, even the altered are only human, but I believe that the judgment of the collective, even if imperfect, is superior to mine. It is possible that our contact feels differently. They may admire the unity, but think that they know better than it does. That sounds like a lonely place to be. The universe is full of lonely places. Mr. Timmons? I'm from the liaison office. Are you there? Just a minute. I'll be right there. No, I mean, I can come to you if you want. I can get around well enough. Welcome. Thank you. My name is Roxanne Scholl. I have your lunch. Did something happen to Stan? Um, no. They have me helping out several people, so they're not so overstretched. You're immune. Yes, I am. How could you tell? Contractions are a sure giveaway. But I knew as soon as I heard the tone of your voice, lookers don't have social anxiety. Ah, right. I guess you're used to listening carefully to voices because you're... Intelligent? Yes. <laughs> mm. Um, where should I put your food? Just put it on the kitchen table. I can set it up myself. So... What causes an immune young woman to suddenly start working for the liaison office? My mother. She's been working on me about it for months, and I decided at least it would be a change from my old job. You're a stayer? Yes. Don't worry, I'm one too, although it doesn't seem to quite fit. My son Jeremy had already moved out, had his own pad as it were, when the look happened. Then he moved back in, said it would be more efficient. That's why I'm only on the lunch list. Well, I don't think people would call you a stayer anyway, given that you're... So charming? It's possible, but I have to admit, it's good having Jeremy around. 
He helps make sure I don't burn the place down when I make breakfast and dinner. He doesn't make them himself? He was never good at that back when he cared what things tasted like. I'm not going to trust him now that he eats nutritional paste. My mom's still a good cook. Well, I guess some things don't change. They really don't. But anyway, that's why I stay on the list. I could have leftovers, but it's nice to eat something made by real humans, which I didn't have to make myself. Yeah, I didn't realize till now why they have most of the immunes work in the kitchens, and the lookers make the deliveries. But not you. They're rotating me around, it seems like. And Major Craig... I don't know if you know Major Craig. He's trying to get more immunes, doing home visits in general, in the interest of mental health. Not just to blind people, but... Ah, you finally said it. Um, yeah. Not just to you, but to all kinds of isolated people. Some of them refuse to talk to lookers. Yeah, well, some people are just antisocial. I like to talk to all kinds of people before I like to now. Lookers aren't all the same, but I'll admit talking to you is a bit of fresh air. If you'd like to do me a favor, use ain't in a sentence. Um... I ain't sure what to say. That is pretty lame. I guess I don't use it much. My mom doesn't like it, and when she's not around, I just go straight to cursing. Huh. Then give me a curse. That... uh, doesn't seem right. Well, don't pollute your mouth on my behalf, please. I'm sure you've got other stops to make. Well, they budget me a minimum of 15 minutes to check in with you... Do the lookers from the office just duck in and out? No, they usually try to chat. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, depending on my mood and theirs. I didn't know they had moods. I mean, I knew they weren't all alike, but I didn't think of them as changing. Makes them a little harder to hate, doesn't it? A little, but I'll manage it. I haven't forgotten what they've done to the world. See that you don't. Looker society is based on a simple premise. Everyone believes in the good of the whole more than in their own good or their family's good. This isn't just a changed opinion, not even a profound change of view as in a religious experience. It's a physiological change that disrupts some basic human functions while enhancing others. They gain increased computational power and strength, but have a diminished sense of both aggression, and self-preservation. So a looker can't react to unexpected violent confrontation as well as an equally experienced human can. This was abundantly demonstrated during the period between contact night and the truce, when they had difficulty apprehending small numbers of immunes bent on creating chaos, even though the lookers had massive advantages in terms of numbers and infrastructure. However... Here we come up against our own limitations. Our primal brain is fairly good at creating chaos, but just creating chaos cannot give us a victory. We have to create our own order, a voluntary order made up of willing individuals as an alternative to the mandatory order created by the lookers. 
We have to beat them where we are weakest and they are strongest. Or else the best we can hope for is an impasse, like a fight between an elephant and a whale. Their behemoth of order versus our leviathan of chaos. But the chaos that an alpha beta could create is different. Not chaos on Earth, but chaos within the minds of the lookers. Distrust. Conflict of priorities. Secretiveness. Suddenly, even if a looker believes that the general good is the best, they might believe that they must assert their own will in order to achieve that good. Others take note, disagree, resist, creating a power struggle. And then we have a political crisis among beings whose brains are no longer wired to think politically. Rocks, Shelley? Yeah, who's that lady? Oh, that's Professor Holbrook. Didn't you say Major Craig killed her? Yeah, but they gave me some of her stuff to read and watch. I guess I must have nodded off. She seems smart. She was a leading expert on Alpha Betas. And on the Lookers. She would have been the best person to figure out what you are and what we should do. And... Without her, they still haven't figured me out? I don't think so. They don't tell me everything. The smart money seems to be that you're just part of me. That my mostly unaltered brain can't handle all the information I'm picking up from the lookers. So I personify it as you. Why me? Well, I think of mom and dad as being in charge, so they wouldn't be right for the part, I guess. And... Dom would just roll over and tell me whatever I want to know, so he's not a good gatekeeper. With you, there's always a struggle. (laughs) Truth. Plus, you missed me so much. I did miss you so much, jerk face. I know. So, this is all just an illusion? Major Craig called it a ruse. No other explanation made sense to him. Almost drove him to put a bullet through my head. Our head. No, I can't believe that. Why not? It was bad enough sharing a room when you were little. I'm not sharing my brain. (laughs) I don't want your stupid brain. And anyway, don't you feel like a person? You've got goals and fears and hopes. You're not just a pile of poses and cliches. Any Any more more than than I I was was before. before. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. And now we're back where we started. Oh, man. I don't think you followed the rules correctly. Looker me really let you know how few fucks she gave. If I wasn't so scared, I'd have been proud. But you were scared? I was afraid we'd never talk again. Have you tried, since then, to make Looker Shelley do anything? Something small. It seems dangerous, because she might suspect something, but... About 10,000 times a day. Nothing. If I am in her brain, in my brain, I'm locked somewhere where I can't reach the steering wheel. Maybe there's some other way to test it. Ask you something that Looker Mom would know, but Looker Shelley wouldn't. No good. 
They share pretty much everything. Ugh. Good thing lookers don't have sex, or I'd have a brain full of mom and dad doing it. Ugh. As it is, I still get way more pictures of them than I want. Just another thankless part of being the wall that keeps you sane. Thanks for being the wall that keeps me sane. You're welcome. But maybe you could try conjuring up something from lookers you know that I don't? Like, on your new job. That's a good idea, potentially. But we couldn't verify it. Any single piece of information might have gotten passed around to Looker Shelley. She doesn't get everything, but it's hard to predict. And anyway, aren't you afraid to find out you don't exist? I want the truth. If I just wanted to be comfortable, I'd go back to sleep. Hello. I was wondering if there was a message for me from the FBI office. Carrie... We know who you are, Mrs. Cray. There's nothing from them. However, Director Scholl has left word for you to join her as soon as possible. Oh, thank you. And why exactly did you choose to spend a rainy night outdoors? Ah, Mrs. Cray, thank you for joining us. I'm sorry, am I interrupting something? Not at all. I and Mr. Evans here were just having a little chat. I do not believe you have met. Dominic Evans? Carrie Cray. I, I know, know who she is. is. Ah, well, that should save some time. While I was looking through our local immune community on your behalf, Mrs. Cray, it came to my attention that Mr. Evans here has been quite a nocturnal wanderer, and I thought the details of these adventures might be interesting to you. Oh, should I have a seat? Please do. My apologies for not offering. And please, feel free to ask any questions that seem helpful to you. Thank you. I will. So, back to my question, Mr. Evans. Oh, that was serious? You really want the reason I chose to walk in the rain? I would love to hear that reason. It was because I felt like it. Felt like it? Why? Dunno. Sometimes things like that just appeal to me. And does it matter that your mother worries when you stay out like that? That's between her and me. It is not. Your mother is my beloved sister in the unity. What worries her worries me. Well, obviously, I don't like to worry my mother. That's why I sneak out as secretly as I can. But you must be aware of a chance that she would notice you. Yes. And yet you disregard that chance of harm and do it anyway. I love Mom, but I have to go my own way. But is it your own way, or are you trying to follow someone else, meet up with someone else? I don't have to answer that. You guys may run things here, but there are rules. I haven't broken any rule or committed any crime. You haven't broken a law, true. But you have broken the rules of your mother's house. She would be well within her rights to ask you to leave. You would make her do that? That's terrible. The only reason I stay there is so she won't be alone. We would not make her do anything. She would gladly volunteer to do so if she thought it would be for the greater good. She loves you, of course, but she would never be alone. All the company she needs is right over her head 
eternally. You don't know her as well as I do. Or as well as you think you do. And I don't think you're even trying to. You... You have moved this conversation into an unproductive area. What I consider undisputable is that your answers to my questions have been incomplete. Answer them honestly, and none of what we have discussed need come to pass. I'm sorry, Mrs. Scholl, but the answers I've given are the only answers you're getting. Listen here, young man. I hope you do not think that you are fooling anyone, because I see right through you. Sylvia, I'm sorry again for interrupting, but can I talk to you in the hallway? Of course, Carrie. Please excuse me, Dominic. Uh-huh. Why did you want to see me, Carrie? I was going to ask you the same question. I take it you wanted me to observe your questioning of Mr. Evans? Indeed. I consider him a prime suspect for the one you are looking for. There is nothing conclusive yet, but I hoped that with your scrutiny added to mine, we might find something. And what put him under your suspicion? Well, there are his movements, as you heard. And in addition, he has been seen in the company of known or suspected members of the resistance. And of your daughter, Roxanne? Well, yes. But I did not think that was of much relevance. Sylvia, my understanding is that almost all the primary immunes in this area are sympathetic with the resistance. Your daughter's reaction to me the other night... I wanted to let you know that she has apologized for that. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. But an apology is unnecessary. She was just expressing honestly what a great many others would have felt inwardly and tried to hide. Roxanne has always been too outspoken for her own good. It is an admirable quality. The victory of honesty can only be to the good. Yes, to the good. But I find myself wondering if your daughter's association with Dominic Evans does have relevance... Not to the goals of my investigation, but to your suspicions. That you targeted him because he is seeing your daughter. I don't... I do not think that I would do such a thing. How do you feel about the idea of him and Roxanne seeing each other? He is not good enough for her. He never was. And now dragging her into the resistance. Oh my. Yes? So much of what I say or do or think is based on unexamined assumptions. Assumptions from before the look. I should pay more attention to my own motives. That sounds like a good idea. What should we do now with Mr. Evans? I'll go in and ask him a few questions. Then we should let him go, unless you have evidence of law-breaking. I do not. But what if I am right? If you're right, then the last thing we should do is kick him out. Having the target here in our territory is an advantage. We shouldn't squander it. I am just not accustomed to thinking in these terms of intrigue and subterfuge. That's why I'm here. The group decided it should be my job to get to the bottom of this. You have to let me do it my way. So that we can go back to winning, overcoming our obstacles, and creating a world where no one will ever lie again. You've been listening to Immunities, Episode 2.3, Visitation, written and directed by Bob J. Kester. It featured Michelle Lamone as Roxanne Scholl, Rachel Krieger as Shelley Scholl, 
Stacy Tappan as Carrie Cray, Wesley James as Justin, Alex Molnar as Martha Waters, Eric Simon as Jim Loretto, Catherine Dennis as Sylvia Scholl, Rich Tannis as Charles Timmons, Jamie Spaniola as Governor Brenda Lee, Joseph Page as Jordan Channing, Don Alsafi as Dominic Evans, and Maria Burnham as Woman One. Communities was recorded by Stephen Moore. Claire Hain and Lisa Cohen assisted in development and production. The music includes the compositions P.A.G., Moving On, Kogda, and Detached by Ars Sonore, and the violin pieces Antivirus for the Soul and Ex Libris by Costa T. That's K-O-S-T-A and the letter T. You can find both of their music at freemusicarchive.org. Special effects are from the freesound.org collection. Other development assistance was provided by Don Alsafi, River Hardrick, G-Mark Comics, and Dueling Genre Productions, makers of the Geek by Night audio drama and many fun Movies by Minute podcasts. The Immunity series image is Conformity by Fraun Fraun. That's all one word, F-R-A-U-N, F-R-A-U-N. The episode image is The Visitation by Kevin Raleigh, a.k.a. Kevissimo. That's K-E-V-I-S-S-I-M-O. You can find other artwork by both of them on Instagram and DeviantArt. Immunities was recorded at Delmark Records' Riverside Studio in Chicago, Illinois. For more information, including a complete list of sound effects used, check out our website at immunitiesdrama.com. And while you're there, maybe leave something in our digital tip jar. Immunities is copyright 2017 by Bob J. Kester, all rights reserved. This is Bob J. Kester. I hope you'll join us next week for episode 2.4, Persuasion. And I hope to persuade you to support Immunities by reviewing us on iTunes, following Immunities Drama on Twitter, and liking Immunities on Facebook. You'll get news that way and see what other fans are saying. Dueling Genre